Hello, and welcome to Good Film Hunting, the podcast where two sisters living in different parts of the country talk with family and friends about some of their favorite movies growing up. Um, and today we have a very widespread of time zones and places. So I'll let Eleanor introduce our guest and movie. All right, so our guest today is Jesse Duke, who is currently located in Israel, but I'm not sure where, because I know you were moving around a bit. So where are you right now? I'm in Tel Aviv right now. Tel Aviv, okay. That sounds so fun. <laughs> it is. It's nice. <laughs> uh, okay, and it's like such an honor that you are able to join us from such a far distance. So that's what Annie was, was meaning when she said we were far flung in terms of time zones today. Um, but Jesse, can you tell us a little bit about what you're doing in Tel Aviv and then we'll start talking about this movie and how you came Yeah, sure. So, um, I just graduated from USC and I decided before, uh, trying to figure out what I'm actually doing with my life to come here (laughs) and intern for two months. So I'm doing a program called Onward Israel where they support, uh, the students who intern and I've been working at Anonymous for Animal Rights, which is a vegan nonprofit, and I've been helping people transition to plant-based diets and create international challenges um, targeting global cities for basically if you wanted to go vegan in a global city like New York or Los Angeles, what is everything that you would need? So that's what I've been doing here. Oh, that's awesome. Cool. And it fits into your interests so well. Because <laughs> yeah. a lot of times when you get internships, particularly abroad, like you have to make something work, but that sounds very aligned with your interests. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Are you into <laughs> like nutrition and animal rights and all that? Yeah. That's so Very cool. We'll have to talk more. Maybe we should start a new okay, podcast definitely. about just food in general. <laughs> um, I'm down. <laughs> I know, right? Food is always good, and it's always good to talk about. Um, okay, so today – oh, goodness. No. Um, today we are talking about 10 Things I Hate About You, which is a fantastic movie – um, and Jesse, why don't you tell us why you chose it? Okay, so we're actually talking about how to lose a guy in 10 days. What did right? I say? I'm losing my mind. Don't believe anything <laughs> I say. <laughs> did you say, um, 10 things I hate about you? I did say that, but I meant how to lose a guy in 10 days. There's a lot of 10s <laughs> in 90s no, so romantic comedies. <laughs> it's totally fine because I always call it the wrong movie which is so funny because this was my first favorite movie ever and I was obsessed with it when I was younger and I always called it the wrong name so I'm actually (laughs) glad that you said that yeah right away messing up it's okay well earlier today I was talking to someone about it and then I apparently within a span of like five minutes again said two different movies but I said a third (laughs) what movie was it I said he's just not that into you. And they're like, wait, what does that have to do with Kate Hudson? And I was like, what are you talking about? She's definitely how to lose a guy in 10 days. And they're like, what are you, what are you talking about? Like, oh. That's hilarious. That's another movie I love, so that's great. I know. All three really great romantic comedies. Just on point. So true. Totally agree. So, okay, wait, so what was the question again? <laughs> so why did you choose how to lose a guy in 10 days? 
So this was one of, or it really was my favorite film when I was younger. And I, the what I just graduated um, from at USC was film. And this was really the first film that I was like, oh my God, this is such a good film. And it always makes me laugh because when I came to USC, there were all these pretentious film people who had all <laughs> these favorite movies that were so fancy. And everyone made you feel bad about these kind of movies that we all love when we were younger and I still watch it. I watched it a few weeks ago. Um, and I was just like, this movie is still great. It still holds up. It's still amazing. It was a favorite when I was younger before I understood most of the things that were happening. It all went over my head and I still think it's amazing. So I wanted to talk about it because I feel like movies like this are also not talked about enough. Um, Agreed. Because this kind of stuff, or these kind of movies are glossed over. Well, that, I would agree. And that was one of my major problems with, like, film as an academic study, is that we talk about films that, like, four people have seen a lot, and then we don't talk about movies that the majority of, like, young girls have seen. And which one will have more cultural importance and cultural legacy, and it's something that everyone will have seen. So with it, I'm not going to lie, again, I was talking to someone today when I called it the, like, four different names. <laughs> my friend Ariana is, like, around my age, and she's, like, I, she was so upset. She was, like, wait, so you mean, like, Jessie thought How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days is a movie from her childhood? And I was, like, <laughs> <laughs> I was, like, yeah, apparently we're old enough that that could be a movie from other people's childhood. <laughs> yeah, so that's funny. so true. And the people that I'm with on my program now in Israel, I'm 22, I'm going to be 23 uh, very soon. They're all like 18 or 19. And the movies that I talk about, they haven't seen. Or they'll bring up a movie that is from their childhood. And I'm like, oh my God, that is not from my childhood. <laughs> um, so I totally get it. But that's pretty funny because there definitely is like an age difference. And it's, and it, I, I'm interested to hear what you guys have to say about it too, because the movie definitely affected me as like a younger person. Um, probably that, you know, most definitely then it affected you guys a little bit older. Like this was a movie when I was watching, I was watching in second and third grade. So. Right. That's Whoa. so funny. I know. That's, that's crazy. You, you were so little anyway. Okay. So now that we've introduced <laughs> our movie, we actually have to go back. So pause, collect your thoughts. Um, but we wanted what we usually do to start our podcast is talk about our favorite, like pop culture moment in the past few days or week. Um, just something that kind of caught your eye. Um, so whoever wants to start, I'm ready to go. If no one has something. He's always ready to go. I know, but that, okay. Okay, I've just been taking in so much media recently. There's just so much. Sorry, go ahead. Okay, no, what were you going to say? So um, it's something that I'm currently watching. Again, Eleanor explained before we started, I'm like basically home at my parents' house on bed rest, um, which is hilarious. But I've gotten to watch a lot of my parents' favorite um, British bbc shows on pbs so right now oh, wow. i'm really feeling this show called grandchester the main dude is super attractive it's like a murder mystery show um yeah it's pretty fun you guys should look it up is it is it um scripted it is and it's like set like kind of outside of cambridge um he's like a vicar in the 50s i mean it's fun <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in your lifestyle. Yeah. Like, it's, 
I mean, has, these past few weeks, have they been like a vision into your future of what you will become? Oh, truly, it's, I mean, it's the dream. I really would live like this every day <laughs> if I could. Um, I mean, not really because I'm in pain, but like having someone bring you food as you like binge watch a show is like really nice. <laughs> So, there have been pluses. There you go. There you go. Okay, so I haven't finished watching it, but it's, again, like, bingeable. I started with my roommate yesterday, The Incredible Jessica James, the new Jessica Williams movie that's on Netflix. And I love it in part because Chris O'Dowd's in it, and he's so charming because Mm. I love him so much. But, like... And she, like, Jessica Williams, I, I don't routinely watch The Daily Show, so I hadn't seen her um, as much or was as familiar with her comedy, but it's so fun. Like, there were several times I, like, LOL'd IRL, which was great. Oh, so gosh, stop. Really enjoy it. Stop. Really enjoy it. Is it a movie or is it a TV show? It's a movie. Oh. And it's only an hour and 23 minutes, too, and that's, like, again, like, top notch. I'll watch it tomorrow. Don't you worry. <laughs> um, okay, so what I... Wait, it doesn't have to be a TV show? or No, it not at all. It can be anything. anything. Okay, so a pop culture thing at work. Um, so apparently Kylie Jenner, who I don't really follow the Kardashians at all, but um, she, I guess, is like trying out going vegan or something. So she like posted all these Snapchats and... All these vegan like news brands and everyone's like freaking out because she has so many followers. Oh. So that was like a huge thing that we like tweeted at her and um, posted these pictures on Instagram of her um, and her meals and everything this week. So that was like kind of a big pop culture thing, and it got me kind of thinking about like the impact of the different celebrities that we follow oh, on totally. the different uh, channels of media because. I really don't follow the Kardashians, but it really, it still was a big deal. And to think about the kind of reach that they have is pretty huge. So it's also bizarre because back before social media, if people made these choices, like you would never know and you'd never be talking about it. And now this is like something that can help advance movements and everything, which is, I think, is so interesting. That so. is very interesting. I would never have known. Well, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so moving on. Jesse, can you give us a brief synopsis of the movie How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days? Yes, absolutely. So the movie starts out with uh, Andy Anderson. That's her name, right? Yes. It's like the okay. best name ever. <laughs> it is the best name. So uh, it starts out with her. She works at, um, oh my God, I'm forgetting the name of the magazine. She works at. It's some silly thing. Uh, I forget. It's like, I'm getting confused with 13 going on 30, but she works (laughs) at this magazine and um, she's a writer and she wants to be writing about serious things like politics um, and immigration and all of that. And instead she's the how-to girl. So um, one of her friends is going through a breakup and, um, she decide Andy decides to basically instead of having this really obnoxious girl write about her friend's breakup, she decides she'll take the story and do a how to lose a guy in ten days. Um, and at the same time, Matthew McConaughey, Benjamin Barry uh, works for 
an advertising agency and really wants this diamond account and things line up in such a smart and intricate way that the people that he work with works with the women who also want this diamond account yeah they're kind of evil anyway sorry we'll talk in a minute (laughs) (laughs) so they um they meet um they meet andy and they go to the magazine and they know that she is going to try to lose a guy in 10 days. And so they set it up that Ben asks her out. And the movie is basically him trying to stay with her so he can get this account. And she is trying to lose him to write this article so she can advance her career. If she you know, does well enough there, she can write what she wants to write. Oh my gosh, that was like a beautiful synopsis, and you didn't give away the ending, which most people do. (laughs) No, like, and I didn't know this before Eleanor and I started doing this, and she told me that, like, in a synopsis, you don't necessarily, like, give away the ending. Um, So Uh I was always just, like, telling people. I was like, and then this happens. Um, But anyway, so, okay. I can't wait to talk to you because I I can tell that you are um, passionate about this film. But one of the things, and the scenes that stick out to me the most, or the one that does, is when he has, like, a guy's night, and she is trying so desperately to get him to break up with her. And it is so funny. And she makes up this thing with, like, a love fern, where she, like, has given him this plant (laughs) that, like, represents their love. And... It's, like, so funny because I I have a roommate right now. She's wonderful, and she's dating this great guy. They're both wonderful people, Um, but he actually, like, kind of gave her a love fern but, like, didn't realize it, but she, like, she shows me this present. I think he got it for her for her birthday or something, and I was like, oh, my gosh, he got you a love fern, and it's, like, dying. No offense, Mo. You're not very good at watering it, but, like, um, yeah, it's pretty funny. So, anyway, that's – it's real life. A love fern is real life. That's hilarious. I've never heard about that happening, but it has happened in other movies in other ways. So I love No Strings Attached and Ashton Kutcher gives Natalie Portman the balloon. And it's not something obviously that can die or that's living, um, but he gives her this balloon. It was like this gift that I thought was hilarious and just such a funny part of a movie. And I've never seen anyone do anything like that. And it kind of makes me think of like, maybe giving someone a goldfish. Like when you give someone a goldfish, I, I know my, um, my, one of my uh, best friends for her birthday, her mom like randomly really wanted at college, um, to get her a goldfish. So she, <laughs> she paid me to go out and buy my friend this goldfish. And then I gave it to her for her birthday. And I was like, this is for my mom. And she's like, what the hell am I supposed to do with this? Like now I have to like, feed it and like have yeah. this live and like take care of it and this is like a gift for me that I now have to work at no, so it's... it kind of reminds me of what I guess a relationship is it's I guess it's a gift that you have to work at no it's so true um and well I mean okay also in that scene like Kate Hudson is just hilarious and like plays mm-hmm. it so well but I mean like everything she does is so terrible. But okay, I do want to talk to you a little bit about this. Do we think in a way this movie is sexist? Because like it's she's yeah, she's like overdoing it, but it's things that like some women do and I I you know what I I can't decide. Like I love it and I won't stop loving it. 
but like the villains are two kind of bitchy women who are trying to make it, who are kind of cutthroat. And then our heroine is this woman who's like kind of making fun of other women. That's a really good question. Um, I It's funny because I think about this with my favorite movies all the time, and especially when I go back and I watch the movies that I used oh, to right. love. Oh, totally. So, I mean, because if at least the way I think about it is we were all raised, like we all have um, inherent like sexism in us, even oh, as totally. women. And we were all raised with these kinds of images that were basically from men. Um, and it's, I'm now that I'm thinking about it, I did look up this, but when I watched it in preparation again for this, I was looking up, um, more about the movie and it was directed by a guy, but I'm pretty sure it was written by a woman. Isn't that fascinating that a woman would be like, yes, like, let's Okay, wait, I was wrong. I was wrong. It was written by two guys. Um, oh yeah, and it was it was it was directed by a guy, and it's interesting too. Yeah, because like, but that happens a lot too, where it's written by a woman anyway, and you know, oh totally. like, like we were just saying, um, there's definitely that inherent sexism. But I think it's interesting that I always felt like this movie was very empowering, and I think you could look at it in a lot of different ways, and I think you have to be critical. That's the way I see all of these kinds of movies, right? But that the like are these two women really bitchy like i would say that they're definitely made to look like stereotypical like kind of like bitches like the woman who um the women who set ben up because they want him to fail right but they don't actually want him to fail because they hate him or because he's a terrible person they want to succeed for their career and maybe it looks bad because they're kind of hurting um but, like, when men chances. do that anyway. Right. Right. So, and and I think, like, I, I, okay, so I feel like I do this, and I'm doing it again, and I do, <laughs> so my favorite, my favorite film is 500 Days of Summer. Okay, love and that movie. I always, I always say, like, no, this is, you know, he gets hurt because he doesn't want, because he doesn't see her as a real person, but it right. was that really the director's intention, you mm, know, like. Interesting. Like. Like, did the did the writers and the directors really want that? Or am I just, as a feminist, reading into this movie and taking what I want from it? Totally. Um, I don't know. Like, when I see How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, I think part of me is, like, she... Like, I definitely agree. I don't think you can tear down other women and be super feminist. I think she definitely... Like... I would say borders on making fun of other women, right. in the, especially in the scene with the love burn and um, when she's like having uh, Matthew McConaughey like blow his nose yes. into yes. the tissue and giving the food and everything. But at the same time, like she's kind of doing this to see what women do wrong and it's all good natured. And I think sometimes you have to Fair. laugh at yourself and that that behavior for a guy or for a woman is not, is, is crazy, you know? Right. So, but, but I do think that some of the movie is like more feminist than other parts. And some of it is like way, way more sexist than other parts. I think it's definitely on the spectrum. Well then actually, I mean, thinking about it, the woman at the end, the woman who like owns all the diamonds, I mean, she's kind of a badass, and I like, yeah, she's even, she's even older. You know what I'm talking about? Like, it's not like she's a young 
like pretty woman. It's like so they even have like varying ages, which is kind of cool. Um, but I also like with this movie have to talk about the fact that I feel like si- ever since I've seen this movie, I've been obsessed with that yellow dress at the end. Like I feel like it is <laughs> yeah. just so stunning, and you're just like, what? How is this woman this beautiful and in a dress like this? Like, I remember a friend of mine wore a yellow dress to, like, our senior prom. And we were all like, oh, my God. It's like, how to lose a guy in 10 days dress. Because it feels so iconic. I totally agree. The dress is literally so classic. I mean, it's on the the poster, the DVD front of the movie, too. And yes. it's funny because the, literally the same kind of stuff happened at my senior prom and my sister's senior prom, who's four years older. I always looked for someone wearing that dress. I always wanted a dress like that. I don't think I would have looked good in yellow. <laughs> I don't have her body type. I don't have blonde hair, but I loved everything about oh, it. Agreed. And I always wondered, I definitely, like, it was definitely a gorgeous dress, but I also feel like maybe the way that you kind of romanticized the dress. I feel like I romanticized Kate Hudson. Almost Famous was another one of my favorite movies. Um, And I felt like her, her character and all of them, all the movies that I saw with her and just, I mean, I would like to say who she is as a person. Of course, I don't know her, but um, even like Almost Famous, the, the cover photo or whatever you call it, the movie poster for that is Kate Hudson's face very close up with the big glasses and her curly hair. And then Kate Hudson for most of this movie has straight hair. And then at the end, I felt like that was such a symbolic thing of like, she didn't straighten her hair. Like she went in to quit her job. She went to go to DC or wherever she was going and her hair was curly. She kind of wasn't trying to hide anything anymore. And I've always had hair that looked a lot like her curly hair, but brown and it made it like her who she was and her kind of energy her authenticity at the end of the movie her, her authenticity and feeling what she felt um in almost famous which mask is like the cool girl in that movie which is a whole nother conversation but that I felt like right. was so symbolized by her hair that I felt like I had <laughs> so yeah I definitely romanticized her and the imagery of like who she was. Oh, I would a hundred percent agree. And I, and it's like kind of strange to say about a celebrity that you don't know, but I feel like I like since that movie have had just like such an appreciation for her. Like there's such a soft spot in my heart for her. Like any movie I see her in, like I want her to be the heroine. Like I want her to be the good guy. Um, which I wouldn't say for necessarily other actresses. And I don't even know why it's this movie, but she's just kind of so endearing that I don't know. It's so hard. I totally agree with you. I, I, that's so interesting too. And if you think about like all the actors and actresses who get cast in these random parts, um, whether they're good or bad or in the middle, uh, she was definitely flawed for sure. And she had her stuff, but she really was such a great character in this movie, and it almost freaks me out that she was written by a guy and directed by a guy because it makes her seem so much less real. Um, and I feel like she brought in her performance a lot of authenticity, but if you think about it, it's just from a male point of view. It's like like in the beginning, she was the guy's guy, like drinking the beer, and she was the cool girl. Even he says, he was like, what happened to the cool Andy that I met like at the beginning right. and then and I feel like 
even who we like, like not the annoying, um, you know, how to lose a guy girl she is, but the way we like her is this male point of view of her. And it's really not a realistic view of a woman who is so much more flawed. Like I think of, um, the characters like Lena Dunham on girls or people who are so controversial. Like people don't like them because they're annoying or they say things that are rude or ridiculous. And that's really who women and who everyone is. And when I think about myself and I'm like, I have this idealized version of myself that I think I am. And I remember reading this article one time that said, no one is as forgiving of yourself as you are. Like we judge other people based on what they say and what they do. And we totally give ourselves free passes all the time. Right. So we're like, oh, they like didn't realize that or like they'll never know. But here's the thing at the same time, like it's so interesting to me because we definitely do that, like going over our speech. But I feel like as human beings, like we're so self-critical about almost everything else, you know, like Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. is the amazing. Anyway, sorry. I just thought that was totally interesting point I don't know it's like it's interesting how we all just like play ourselves you know like we yeah I totally agree and and yeah I guess the movie is so interesting in that like you're seeing this relationship um with two people who are really not like you think like if they were staying in it for the right reasons or giving each other the benefit of the doubt but they're really not like it's really for this selfish reason and I don't really think either of them are bad I feel like you think about it everyone's flawed and you get caught up doing what you're doing I think they were both doing career stuff which is kind of badass but you could totally take it either way you know right and I think it is important to note that like while both of them are like not doing this like great thing like both of them are using the other person um, of course Wait, and I'm so curious. What do you think of Matthew McConaughey after this? So you're saying that you liked Kate Hudson. You thought of her That's in such a, great a good question. way after this. Yeah, so... So Matthew McConaughey's character in this, like, kind of makes me angry. He's just, like, kind of... And maybe this is just me reading into him, but he's kind of a douchebag. Like, he... You know, and, and again, that's me judging people, but, you know, like, he rides a motorcycle, and he's, like, all into <laughs> sports, and he's, like, I'm going to play, I don't know, pool in the middle of the day at work. Like, he just seems like such a douchebag, um, and he kind of, and he does think that he can get any woman to fall in love with him, right? I mean, yeah. and so he obviously thinks that he's attractive, and... I don't know. What are your thoughts? I, so I, I agree, but I wouldn't have agreed if I didn't watch this, um, like very, very recently because I loved Matthew McConaughey after this movie. (laughs) I thought he was amazing. And then I watched it and I was just like, oh my God, I still love it. And I still love this movie. And I love his character. Like he needed to be douchey for the film. It made sense. But like, I would never be attracted to his character. Like oh, I never every, everything you said, I am like the he like takes his shirt off at work and everyone's looking at him and the way he like talks to the women. Um, but I think it, I think maybe this movie almost like humanizes that kind of like d bag type of 
they're, you know, they have a good heart. I think I start to warm up to him a lot when he takes her home to his family and stuff. You see, he's like not really a bad guy. He's just, he's a product of the culture that he lives in. And I think about that with uh, guys now too. Like, I think a lot of them aren't bad and I don't I don't think that means you can give them a free pass and I'm definitely not attracted to people who are like d-bags like that but at the same time like it's not like mean-hearted it's not mean-spirited but I totally loved him as a like as an actor after this film like I loved their dynamic it was hilarious like it's such a funny a funny relationship that they have no agreed and like I mean, he he is very charming. Like, I think I walked away from this movie, like, probably in love with him, you know, like, back in the day. But, again, like, I mean, I've watched this movie within the last couple years and watching it, I think I can identify, like, and and you're still young. You're still, like, going to get out into the – where are you going? Are you going back to L.A.? Yeah. Okay, so maybe it'll be less in L.A., but you definitely – go out and as adult as an adult and you like you see these type of dudes who are like still like kind of in some ways like living in high school and that that sounds really terrible but still are like yeah I'm so suave like I'm so cool I watch sports I play sports I can get any girl they exist so I think it was like scarier for me watching it as an adult because I'm like no no the worst (laughs) Wait, I'm so curious. This isn't about the movie, but why do you think it won't be as much in L.A.? I feel like in, um, well, so I guess it's probably because I've never seen it in L.A. I I know that it probably exists, like, the kind of, like, bro scene. But, I mean, I've definitely seen (laughs) the bro scene in, like, San Francisco. There's a huge bro scene. Like, you go out and these, like dudes are just out with their dudes getting hammered and then like hitting on girls but they're getting hammered just because they can you know I mean I've definitely I live in Chicago I've definitely seen it in Chicago there's like a whole neighborhood in New York that's like known to be at the lower east side um Murray Hill that's what you're talking about right yeah exactly so like we all know these things exist and you find men who are actually like this and it's not a joke and it's not in a movie, it's like, oh my gosh, this is real life. <laughs> totally. I wonder I wonder what they would think if they saw the movie. Like, would they be like, this is a caricature of me? Or would they not recognize? I, I don't that's know. a very fascinating question. I'm not sure that they would self-identify, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm I'm not sure. And, I mean, I, I don't know. It's, it's definitely... It would be interesting. Maybe one day when I get a boyfriend, I'll force him to sit down and be like, do you self-identify <laughs> with this? Do you see? Hopefully Does I won't be dating a douchebag. What? Yeah. <laughs> that would, if you're asking the guy if he self-identifies or he identifies with the Matthew McConaughey character, that means you will be dating a bro. Right, which I don't <laughs> want. Because I don't think any one of them would date me now after they've heard me talk about this. So, shoot. <laughs> A whole group yeah. of men just out. This might be better that way, though. It's true. I mean, they the won't even approach. The best Matthew McConaughey, arguably the only great Matthew McConaughey in my mind, is... U571? Uh, the wedding. Oh. Oh, U571. He's, no, but I love the wedding. Player. He's also the, the lawyer in... Um, what was that movie about slavery that mom inappropriately let sixth graders watch? Yeah, Amistad. Amistad. He's good in Amistad. He's, like, actually good. Wait, uh, wait, Eleanor, what did you say he was good in before that? 
Um, I love the wedding planner. Love the wedding planner. It's okay, love? yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he only eats chocolate M&M's because he figures they're better for him. And he's a doctor. Yeah, it's so good. I love that movie. But I also like him in <sighs> Dallas Buyers Club. Oh, I haven't seen that movie. Is it good? That's a hard movie to watch. It is, it's like but... like transformation. Yeah, he's, he's more talented than I would want to give him. I honestly would have been okay if he'd stayed in the romantic comedy wheelhouse. Yeah. Like, Ghost of Girlfriend Pass. Oh, that's and, a great oh movie. Oh, yeah. He was in Failure to Launch, right? Oh, that's the work. No, Eleanor, let's not talk about that Wait. movie. He was with... Wasn't he with Kate Hudson in that, too? No, that's Sarah Jessica Parker. Oh, okay, okay. That movie holds a special um, place in my heart because our my sip. Anyway, it's a long story, but my siblings thought I killed a dog, and so they took me to see that movie, and a dog dies in that movie, and it was terrible. Oh my god! <laughs> oh Make her feel better because she was dog sitting for her neighbor, and the dog died on Annie's watch. She was. It was so not upset. my. It was not my fault. So then we. Oh my god! So that we took her to the theater. And then, lo and behold, it's like a really innocent romantic comedy. And then, all of a sudden, there's dogs dying in this movie. And Annie is just, like, bawling. And like, <laughs> yeah. Wait, that's crazy. Yeah. And that also never happens in movies. So, that's crazy that it was that one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Good times. Good times. <sighs> anyway, okay, so... We should start wrapping this up. Eleanor, we're so glad you made it back in. It was <laughs> Jesse and I had a great conversation. You can listen to it later. I can't wait to listen to it. I know, I know. You're gonna have to be like all of our avid listeners and wait till um like thirty minutes from now when I'll put it up. <laughs> but um okay, do we think this movie still holds up and should people watch it today? That is our question. Dun dun dun. I definitely think it holds up and I definitely think people should watch it. Um, but I think there, I mean, there are definitely certain elements that are dated a little bit, but I love that about it. And I think people need to watch it specifically because of that. They're never on their phones. Like they're not like sitting on their phones when they're like with each other. And it literally kills me that this is not how we interact oh, at this point. Fair. Um, so I want people to watch the movie so they can see just how, like, funny and hilarious it is to, like, be out with someone who's actually engaged um, in what you're saying. <laughs> I guess even though it's not for the right reasons. Um, <laughs> but but I think in general, I, I still think it's so funny whenever I watch it. I loved it when I was a kid. I think I honestly, like, love it even more now. And the fact that it is, like, like we were saying, a little bit controversial in the fact that, like, is it feminist or is it not? Like, I like movies that make you think about this. It's not so clear-cut that it's obviously horrible or it's obviously super feminist because you have to engage with it. You have to have a dialogue with the people you watch it with. Um, and I think it's a great movie for that, so I definitely think people should still watch it. That was really beautiful. I love how passionate you are about this movie. Truly, it's yeah, so yeah, great. It was really cool. I'm glad you, because it was kind of interesting when you sent us like a list of like possible movies, but this was like the one, and I can see why, like, and what it's meant for you. Um, 
and then again, this is part of the problem coming in towards the end of this movie, but I would say, like, in terms of legacy, I think the two takeaways I have from this, even in my memory that I've carried on, are, like, that yellow dress. I don't know if you guys we talked did, about it. We talked about it. We spent time. We spent time. Sure. But then the, the love fern as a concept, I think, justifies... Okay, we also place. talked about that. Hilarious! Okay. <laughs> So we had the exact conversation we would have had had you been here. It's great. Good to know. There we go. Um, But, okay, so thinking about this movie, for the reasons Eleanor just said, totally agree. Um, I also just think that, I don't know, I feel like this is one of those movies that, like, talking about the love burn or the yellow dress, like, it kind of lends itself to almost inside jokes in a friend group. Um, And I appreciate movies like that. I feel like you remember who you watch this movie with because then you can say those lines kind of again. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Okay, but truth be told, Jesse, I'm not sure I'd let a second or third grader watch this movie. I'm not even sure. I teach fifth graders. I'm not sure I'd let fifth graders watch this movie. But I would, like encourage young people like generally to watch it if that makes sense yeah i i agree with that i was watching like austin powers when i was like five years old (laughs) and my mom was like so upset and my dad was like they don't understand anything and i really didn't when i watched it when i was older i was like wow that's what all of this means um but i do think there is a lot of issues in the way that um people like young people communicate with each other and that like moves into your adult life and not knowing how to I mean maybe I'm just talking for myself but like not knowing how to date or like not knowing how to like be around people um who are like you know have guys respect your space or etc etc um the way we interact our relationships are really different and I think this movie is almost a great like how to not do that And it would be so interesting, something I'm super passionate about in the future. I definitely want to either do it myself um, or fund eventually money into rewriting health curriculums. I think it's interesting we don't talk about healthy relationships and stuff in school. And I would love to have this kind of movie be part of that education because I think films and media literacy and talking about this and this kind of dialogue is important. Uh, so maybe maybe not a second or third graders, but I think <laughs> as you you know you talk about uh, the birds and the bees in fifth grade and you start to you oh know, yeah you grade. do I get to teach that no no it's fifth grade don't <laughs> you worry I get to have that conversation that's so funny yeah I mean I think eventually like especially middle school this could be something that you know it's a little bit exaggerated but it gets the conversation going which I think is really cool that's a good point okay. So, to wrap up, we always talk about where in the world we'd want to go right now. So, friends, countrymen. I think where in the world? I think I know where I'd go. So, where would you go? I was just looking at um, the pictures of our trip, Eleanor, that we took over Christmas. And I was just thinking about, like, what a great trip it was. Like, it was a lot different from a lot of the other trips we've taken. 
Um, Where did you guys go? (laughs) So we went to Ireland and then Northern Ireland, Scotland, and England. And uh, maybe, again, it's me watching all of these BBC PBS shows. But (laughs) I am just feeling like moving to Oxford. Like, I'd like to be in Oxford right now and, like, go punting and read books and then just spend a weekend in Edinburgh. You know? I just... I feel like that would be nice. Interestingly enough, I was also going to reference, before you said that, our trip as well, because tonight I went with a friend to this, they called it a jam session, and they had, like, a teach, like, a Celtic dance teach thing, so then there was, like, you Celtic dance with a bunch of randos, so you do Irish dancing, and they had, like, a live band, and I was like, oh, like, it was just so nice, like, sitting in pubs, and listening to live music, and I was like, I could do that, Agreed. so that's pretty funny. <laughs> that's so cool. <laughs> it was a good trip. Um, um, if I could go anywhere, I honestly, I love it here, um, but I'd probably go to New York. I kind of miss <laughs> it, and I've been doing a ton of restaurant research um, on New York, and I, I mean, I guess I could pick literally anywhere I'd love traveling and I could go anywhere but probably New York um because I miss it there well when when you're back in Los Angeles I I'm in a dinner club and we go to new restaurants once a month so we can do that okay cool are they vegan Eleanor are they vegan um we have a few vegetarians so we do a lot of times they have they do have vegan options and there's been a few times where we've gone to only vegan restaurants because especially if you're looking at if the location that we're doing it in is like Echo Park or Silver Lake, a lot of times they're vegan anyway. Totally. Well, wonderful. Thank you so much for doing this with us. It's been so fun. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. (laughs) This has been so fun. So followers, thanks for listening. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, email. Email is probably best or Facebook. Um, And you'll hear from us again soon. Bye.